And welcome back to another episode of the Cairo London podcast. It's Craig McLean here again, the founder of Cairo London. And this week we have Dr. Gopal Handa, the chiropractor in our Q clinic. He's one of the three down there. And he's a local lad who grew up in Kingston in southwest London. And he's really enjoying returning close to where his roots started. And he's also a graduate from the AECC College, local Bournemouth College of Chiropractic. And yeah, we just have a chat to him about his 12 years as a chiropractor. He graduated in 2008 from the Bournemouth College. And he's been pretty busy since. So sit back and have a little listen to what Dr. Gopal Hander has to say. Thanks again for joining. Bye. Here he is. Hi. All good? Hey. Is the sound all right? The sound is good. Okay. You are now live with Cairo London. Well, famous. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, I expect to have hundreds of followers uh, join us, mate. So um, this is going to go global. Um, wow. Yeah, finally uh, made it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, and, and I know you're not a uh, massive user of the Instagram, and um, that's okay. Um, I waste too much time on my Instagram, um, as you've just seen, mainly putting self glorification pictures of myself riding a bike. It uh, makes me want to take up cycling. It's really <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, how are you doing, mate? I've really yeah. seen you since uh, the whole crazy time. So uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, I think uh, it's really important at times like this to just try and stay as busy as possible. I think so. I've taken up um, gardening. Um, I've taken up running. I uh, started learning Spanish again. Um, I've started to um, read up more on like uh, my parents' religion a little bit more kind of uh, those sort of things that I've not really had the chance to do. What or, religion is that? Uh, the Hindus. So, uh, I, I, I mean, they used to take me uh, to the temple when I was quite young. Um, I went to, the, obviously, the, um, the uh, you know, uh, weddings and whatnot, but I've not really had a chance to sort of read into it much myself. It's, it's very complicated. Uh, but, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, they talk a lot about the spirituality, but being able to sort of read into that a bit more has been pretty good. I've been able to ask them quite a lot of questions about it as well. So that's been good. Yeah. Look, I know you had a tough time with uh, your parents were actually stuck in India, right? Yeah, 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 they were. Um, when this whole thing happened? Yeah, exactly when it kicked off, yeah. Um, that was back in, I think they went in February they were due to come back after two weeks and ended up spending, I think, three and a half months. It was pretty crazy. Wow. And they were staying with family, right? Uh, they were staying, yeah. I think they had um, they they had a place where they normally stay. Uh, so they had a place out there, actually. But um, there was somebody in there already that was renting it out, so they couldn't kind of get access to it because, uh, obviously, they, other people couldn't move out and go anywhere, so... They were stuck with family, so it, it was a bit of a bit of a disaster from that point of view. But um, I don't know. I think they just spent a lot of time watching TV, <laughs> so it wasn't good. But so, as as you know, like uh, you're last um, on my list of people to have a chat to. Um, but thank you for letting me finally get around to you. But the um, I've really enjoyed meeting 
all of our team and getting to know all sorts of bits of information that I wasn't aware of. And that's pretty much how the conversation is going to go with you because it's all about you today. Um, And, I mean, you probably didn't even, you know, the whole reason I started doing this, one of the lockdown skills I developed was podcasting. (laughs) Pretty cool skill, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's just something I, I, I wanted well, in fact, before this whole thing happened six months ago, I thought it would be a really good idea just to get interviewing all the all the team members so that it adds that a little bit of an extra dimension to getting to know the practitioner for potentially the new client or the new person who's thinking about coming into the chiropractor and doesn't know anything about their practitioner. And so, you know, this will end up as a podcast linked into your bio page and people will be able to listen into this conversation. So you've got to make it interesting. Oh, great. I wish I prepared a bit more now. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or you're just going to have no one and want to come in and see you. No, no. So So I've got my Yeah, so I'm okay. I've got all the information. You've got the stats. Yeah. Yeah, good. But, uh, you know, but that's what it's been. I've I've literally, the conversation has weaved in different ways with different people but it's got a little bit of a format and and I'm genuinely interested in because I don't think I actually know the story of where you grew up and how you ended up at Cairo school so let's just go there straight away um where did you grow up uh so I was born in uh, Kingston southwest London yeah um and uh, went to school in Kingston stayed there until I was 18 um, initially I was very interested in studying chiropractic in America. Um, so I, um, I explored that quite a bit. Um, and I, I didn't end up going to, uh, Parma at the time because you required a degree to kind of go in there at the time. Um, so I had a look at Glamorgan and I had a look at ACC and ended up studying at ACC, um, a big reason for that was because from a very young age, um, um, I observed my sister. So my sister's a chiropractor as well, but she graduated uh, about 15 or 16 years before me. So Really? Yeah. yeah. So quite a, quite a big age gap there. Um, ah, so see, I didn't know that either. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I, I mean, pretty much every, so basically the way it worked is every time I had summer holidays or Easter holidays, my par- because of the age gap, my parents could just send me to my sister's uh, on holiday. And okay. so pretty much what she would have to do is take me to a clinic. And so it would be her um, CAs that would, like, babysit me. I'd look around the clinic. I would see the pictures. I would see p- patients coming in. I'd hear the conversations. I, I kind of saw how the sort of like chiropractic lifestyle worked. And it resonated a lot um, because you know i think now is that is there's a very big trend towards healthcare no doubt there's so many gyms and whatnot about but at that time there wasn't so many people looking into um all of these aspects of health that chiropractors predominantly do um so that resonated with me a lot it seemed different it seemed like a good idea to um try and prolong your life try and make the, the the most out of your time you've got on the earth and um that kind of goes hand in hand with a healthy lifestyle obviously with balance as well you need to treat yourself every now and then so i think sometimes people can go a bit too far and then um mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like fun anymore uh but uh, so, i think so just uh, just going back to your sister then how many how many children are there in the family uh, so there's four children 
four, uh, but there was spread quite wide. Um, um, so. Yeah, just, just myself and my sister are the chiropractors. Uh, the other ones, uh, my brother's involved in um, a business, so that's where I am now. Yeah. Uh, and then my other sister's in India as well, okay. so she's in Bombay. But was it a case where, are you the youngest or are you one yes, of Yes, yeah, I am the yeah. youngest. Yeah. And there's uh, quite a gap between you and everyone else or something? Uh, you know? There is a big gap, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's uh, an eight-year gap between myself and the next sibling, so it's quite okay. a big one. Yeah. Interesting. So... Your sister, did she study in ANCC? Yeah, she did. And I think that's one of the big reasons that um, I study. I wanted to study there myself as well. Um, I, I, in fact, I do remember, I was very young, um, being in the clinic. Um, and then I'd just see all the interns kind of going in and out. Um, and, you know, I'd ask them questions. And I remember being quite fascinated because at that time in um, in London, where where I grew up in London anyway, you didn't kind of get lots of um, uh, these uh, the Europeans, kind of, so it was quite interesting seeing uh, like uh, this, this uh, these Italian students coming in and then talking about the the, uh, the lifestyle in Italy and things like that. And then um, the thing they all had in common is they're all chiropractors. They were living the lifestyle and probably doing studenty things like drinking and stuff at the same time, which I didn't understand obviously because I was a kid. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was quite fascinating. Uh, just uh, just seeing how. Um, how mixed it was, but they had that in common. What uh, what got you interested in the USA, uh, Palmer College then? Uh, because it was really prestigious, but I won't lie, obviously, America seems like a really exciting place uh, to be. I know I've always thought America was really, really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, and then just being able to uh, explore and um, experience a different lifestyle was uh, was quite an interesting uh, idea, but mm. Bournemouth had a beach, so that was quite nice. Yeah, I think the practicalities of it, you speak to a few people who sort of trained over here and, you know, they possibly looked into the USA, but I think, as you say, you need a degree over here yeah. and then you've got to pay for it and it's not cheap. Well, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and admittedly, you're still paying for it over here, but it's like, uh, I think it's a totally different kettle of fish, isn't it? Um, I think I vaguely remember when I was looking into it, I don't remember if this included the uh, oh, everything outside as well, but it was around 50 grand a year. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's pretty standard in America anyway. And mm. the way people were trying to get me to look at it, though, uh, was you're going to recoup that. Uh, but that's mm. a kind of a very positive way of looking at things. Um, but that would mm. probably take, it's like buying a house, I guess, isn't it? You're gonna, it's going to be paying it off. So you, uh, what, what year did you graduate from? Uh, 2008. Now, you, uh, who did you go through with that I might know? Then? Oh, um, did you you know Joe Tilly, right? Was he yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Tilly was uh, um, quite a similar year to myself, yeah. So I do remember, again, a very healthy guy going to the gym a lot, even uh, university days. Um, I remember having a lot of really interesting conversations about philosophy with him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, all, mm. these sort of things were really resonated a lot. Uh, at the time, and even when they bring speakers in, uh, uh, the, just the different ideas and what you can pick up from them, uh, they still applies even to this day. It was good. So tell me, once you graduated and once you got that sort of ticket to be able to practice chiropractic, uh, what did you do with it? I, I've had quite a varied journey. So I've I've spent a couple of years in a couple of different cities, um, and. I've picked up a lot of different things from the different clinics that I've managed to work in, which is which is great. 
Um, and I found out that certain styles of chiropractic didn't really resonate with me as strongly. Um, so what, sometimes that can be a very, very pain-based model, and that's fine. It works. A person comes in, they just want a couple of sessions, no problem. I'm really happy to help them out. Um, but from my point of view, I think um, I, I think it's really good to be able to get to the cause of people's problems. And I think there is uh, a lot of people that are interested in genuinely getting to the cause of a problem as well. And that that involves going through a phase where you might need to get out of pain. Yeah, absolutely. Bring the inflammation down, get the movement back. But then um, there's a period after that that involves getting the spine stronger. That also involves maintaining the spine as well. And that's always an area that I found um, that resonates a lot more strongly with myself because um, you, I, I saw it after a couple of years. You would see a patient that might come in. They'll come in for a couple of sessions. Great. I'm glad they're out of pain. You might x-ray them at the time. Um, and then you can see where, where things aren't working so well in the spine. Uh, you see them again in a few years' time, same pain, same problem. Uh, you x-ray them, you can see it's deteriorated. And then uh, I, I'm basing this on an anecdotal stuff, so just on my personal experience. But you would find someone that was on maintenance, and then let's say they've had an accident, a car accident. You would re-x-ray them because of that, and you would see that, oh, actually, they've, they've not got as much damage. Um, so just even on the inside, I, th I think it's fascinating the fact that maintenance looks like it, it it can prevent problems and even when patients are coming in you you can see and again this is just my point of view when someone is coming in for maintenance you can see that they do have less health problems um you you just tend to find that um and that applies across um across a lot of their lifestyle as well and when they do have an injury they just seem to bounce back a lot quicker so mm. uh, that's what, what do you think about uh you're obviously back in practice now have you noticed a bit of a change of the focus of the people you've been seeing in terms of putting a health as a more of a priority um there's there's a mix uh definitely there is um people that were really desperate to get in they've been stationary for a long period of time i guess the stresses have built up a hell of a lot because the the whole pattern's been thrown out of sync um, and yeah, I, I guess, uh, there is a more of an emphasis on people to, to be able to do something about it. Um, there is also people that I'm starting to see again now that, um, they simply wouldn't have considered chiropractic before because, um, you know, it was, maybe it was a little bit out there, but now they've had a health problem and now they can also see that, um, you know, you, your health is very limited sometimes, especially with all these, these, these diseases that are going around. Um, it's important to look after it because a lot of the time no one else will. So it's a shame. So, yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, uh, I think we're anticipating once we do move a little bit further on that people will sort of, um, well, you know, it's only natural when you've actually had a global pandemic <laughs> that um, you're going to be looking at different ways to sort of, take some more responsibility for the stuff you can control with regards to your health. And that's obviously lifestyle and stresses and exercise and sleep and all sorts of stuff, you know, um, what you put in your body, uh, all that. So, yeah, I, I think, as you say, like Cairo plays a role in being able to help feed people's um, thirst for better health. Um, mm. So, 
Um, but look, I have a specific question about your sister. I didn't know she was like 15 years ahead of you in the game, but um, so she's obviously been practicing for like nearly 30 years or something, right? Um, oh, well, yeah, but I don't think she'll be happy to. <laughs> but, so did she get straight? Uh, she is very big for the listeners that are not aware. I believe she is very big into chiropractic biophysics, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so how did she get you know, so interested or into that? Um, I don't remember the specific story about how she got into chiropractic biophysics. Um, I, I think that she, um, she had, um, oh, there's a signal. No, uh, we're back. Oh, you're still good. No, you're good. Um, yeah, you dropped out for a moment. Uh, I, I, I think because uh, I, I think it was during the time that I was still in secondary school. So I don't remember how she sort of transitioned her practice that way, but, um, yeah, she, she is big into chiropractic biophysics and obviously I've had a hell of a lot of mentorship from her from that point of view. So I've asked her a lot of questions um, and just being able to ask someone those clinical questions and being able to get a quick response to them. I mean, that's uh, that's, that's invaluable. It's like having a an accountant or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Immediately. So look, I, I went to visit a, um, a clinic in Reading the other day just because uh, I just wanted to have a look at his x-ray machine. It's a new yeah. machine that he's just put in, and it's a guy called Bruce Hillingdon, I think. Oh, yeah. Was. You know Bruce? Yeah, I do, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, anyway, so he built a new practice about a year ago, and he has gone full CBP with all the traction devices and everything. Um, and uh, yeah. so he... Like, have you ever worked in a practice with all the traction stuff or not? Uh, yeah, 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 I have. Um, and I, I think it's fascinating being able to have the equipment. I think logistics... And does your sister yeah. have uh, the equipment or like that as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, just, uh, I mean, from, from the point of view of um, certain structural issues, example would be like... Um, Certain kinds of scoliosis, um, the chiropractic side is invaluable. Of course, we need to make sure we're moving the joints, keeping the mobility. But, um, you know, you, you will end up plateauing at some point. But for a lot of people, particularly going through growth spurts, there's still an enormous amount of um, correction potential. So scoliosis is just um, one example of that. Sometimes you can see quite a significant um, kyphosis in older people. And, of course, yeah, there can be... Um, compression factors that are involved with that as well but um certainly with traction you can make uh, huge reversals in that which is really interesting to see as well so for anyone who's listening into this and doesn't actually know what chiropractic biophysics is yeah. uh, it's obviously the combination of the chiropractic adjustment with yeah. traction or putting yourself into a weighted sort of curve correction type of um, you know, there are certain devices or aids you can actually have to sort of try and say if your head is very forward, you can kind of like do things to sort of try and traction your head back. And so it's kind of used in conjunction with these very specific rehabilitation devices, isn't it? But um, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, that's not particularly important. I just thought um, it was interesting. I'd sort of a question I wanted to bring up with um, your family member. Um, yeah, and she's in the north, right? She's in a town called Warrington. So that's in between Liverpool and Manchester. Yeah, I thought it was Manchester way. Great. Yeah. Very good. Um, 
So did you want to go into any specifics of experiences you've had as a Cairo so far in terms of your locations or types of practice um, or anything like that? I mean, um, I've, I've, I've been very lucky because I've, I've managed to um, work in lots of different areas locally and I've, uh, I've experienced some time abroad, which is great. I did a bit of charity work in India a couple of years back. Uh, I observed chiropractors in uh, America. I've observed chiropractors in um, Singapore. And yeah, of, of course, there's differences. But even in, in London versus um, Scotland, London and, and Manchester, there is differences in terms of the jokes people might do or like um, the the attitude to work in some places. Um, but essentially, everybody's got a spine. Um, and the, the lot, I mean, 90% of people, 95% of people, they can benefit from being adjusted. Um, obviously, with the 5%, if someone's got um, severe arthritis, they've had millions of surgeries, there might be more limitation. But the vast majority of people you can do so much for, regardless of what their background is. And I, I think that's really interesting. Um, I'll give you an example. When I was in, um, I was in Hounslow, so a suburb of West London, um, there was a big uh, like Indian population. So I, uh, my parents obviously they, they speak Indian, but I didn't pay that much attention to it. I mean, I was I was too busy playing football or whatever as I was growing up. And um, for the first ever time, uh, because there's big population of people that didn't speak much uh, much English. Just being, having the ability to speak my parents' language, it sort of opened it up a little bit more to, to be able to help those people. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, everybody's got a spine. Just being able to help them out, explain things to them, which it was really interesting. Um, so now you're working with us down in Kew, and yeah. um, it's a nice, uh, certainly the history of that clinic is phenomenal and the fact that it's been around for 55 years, and I very much enjoyed that conversation with Paul Danford, who's the primary practitioner i guess down there and someone who quite unbelievably i don't know if you listened to that little conversation but his first job in 1982 i believe was at q chiropractic as an associate wow and he is still there in 2020 you know so 38 years uh on the on the job right there he's obviously a creature of habit but um you know that's been a purpose-built clinic with the x-ray on site and the five adjusting rooms but is there anything particular you like about the pace of life in Q? I did. Kew's a really nice place um the the ambience in the 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 area it's uh, it's kind of in London, but still kind of uh, the suburb. Um, it's got um, it's got Kew Gardens, obviously next door. Richmond is just down the road. You've got the river, um, and then a the, the lot of that kind of spreads into the the people that might decide to um, to uh, to to enjoy all the benefits of that area. And then those people are the kind of people that you might come into the clinic as well. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure being able to help out in that area, no doubt. Now, you obviously have the x-ray facility on site. Do you enjoy the ability to sort of see what's going on on the inside? Yeah, or what? yeah. 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 Um, that's probably one of my favourite things about being a chiropractor, just um, to be able to look on the inside uh, and to confirm or find the things that a, a person might not know about be able to reassure someone, be able to see specifically what's going on, to know. 
uh, and then to give people options if they want to uh, do things about it or if they want to just be aware of it and then maybe keep an eye on it in years to come. Um, it's, it's really handy having it. And obviously there's lots of other examples of um, uh, wear and tear that they might not know about, things that um, that might need to be taken care of that might not be a chiropractic uh, issue as well. Just having that ability to improve someone's health that way is really important, I think. Yeah, cool. No, I think uh, I just saw a new client before and it was a really good idea. You know, I literally gave him like a, he'd been playing rugby for 20 years and it was like a, yes, he had presented with a certain pain, but it was actually the case of like, well, this is your MOT opportunity. Let's see what 20 years of playing rugby has done to this frame of yours. And yeah, very much interested in that. So, um Okay, so I'm sure we've probably covered this in just chatting anyway, but um, why don't you have a crack at if you were met someone for the first time and they were like, oh, so what do you do? Uh, and then you're like, well, I'm a chiropractor. And then they're like, well, what's that? So um, what would you say to that? Um, I'm a chiropractor. I work with the human frame. Uh, my job is to uh, encourage optimal function in your body. Uh, the way that we do that is through um, uh, chiropractic adjustments. So uh, by using our hands uh, to adjust your joints towards optimal health, reduce your pressure on your nerves, uh, allowing your body to heal itself. I think I got there in a roundabout fashion there. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mean it's like uh the, the good thing about it is that i'm pretty sure everyone gives a similar sort of uh definition um obviously you can come to at it from a very different angle um but yeah it's uh bones and nerves you know uh yeah. that's what we do so i think i like the simplicity of it as well because your body is designed to thrive it's designed to be healthy um and when they talk about subluxations, blockages, uh, joints being restricted, uh, they don't allow the body to function at its optimal level. Um, mm. And what we're very good, I think, as chiropractors as, uh, uh, doing is in being uh, able to adjust, being able to find those areas and being able to let the body do what it's supposed to do naturally anyway. So Now, you um, more recently you've been down in queue on a Sunday. How's Sunday morning practice? You've probably never done that before, right? No, I have. Well, actually, I I did do a little bit um, of Sundays probably about six years back uh, just for a bit of charity work um, to help people Mm. in um, a suburb of West London. So Mm. I did a little bit before, but it was slightly different. So. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Amy Bree's been here doing it for a few years now, and she's kind of always said to the linchpin of her practice, where you know people just the accessibility on a weekend is just so much better, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true, no doubt. I mean, we're 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 like a Monday to Friday society, aren't we? <laughs> so uh, so many people cram so many things into um, the weekends, and being able to start your day on a Sunday, get your body working as well as it can. Okay, so I think we have lost Gopal. Um, but yeah, that was nice to have a bit of a chat to Gopal. Uh, I was going to ask him a couple other questions about things um, with regards to his, um, you know, different experience that he has. Um, we'll try and get him back on board. I uh, I kicked you off and then I invited you back in. Did you notice? Uh, I did. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was, <laughs> that, 
satellite above the Earth that was going around the wrong way. <laughs> well, I think it was a bit of that, and uh, maybe that big rain cloud that's above your head right now. I think it's raining right now, but anyway. Um, I haven't got a window. So. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, well, look, I, I was about to sort of launch into a um, ask you a couple of things about um, some of these questions I've been asking the other chiropractors, so let's go for it. What's your yeah. favourite book at the moment? At the health moment. or non-health related or both? Um, there's a book I'm reading at the moment um, uh, by a guy called Paul Ekman. Okay. Um, and he studied the face. And um, it basically looks at the body language of the face. I, I, I just find this really interesting. Um, one of the key things is across all cultures, uh, people have got about the same six uh, expressions and they'll express it using exactly the same muscles in the face uh, that all relate to different emotions and different parts of the brain um and it's uh it's something faces i can't remember the specific title of the book but the author's called paul ekman i think that's really interesting i've not explored it before but uh i I think i saw it on some detective show on tv and then thought i'd look into it so so is it a just a really interesting kind of anatomical look at things or is it like a it's both so basically human behavior it's um not not so much it's more, more uh, uh anatomical it just it basically goes through um how you know happiness might look or sadness will look or uh what anger will look like and it's kind of like what's called micro expressions so oh. someone can um just very quickly express happiness uh, and then you know their, their eyebrow or something like that can uh, move in a particular way um but so, so do i have to be really careful as how i look at you now because you're going to be studying my um, i've been doing move. it the whole conversation i've been making that, so. <laughs> has, it, has it sort of uh revealed some deep down mental illness uh that possibly i have that i don't know i have yet I'll probably be sending you an email uh, after this conversation uh, with somebody. <laughs> and, uh, a quick summary. <laughs> very good. That sounds like very interesting. It's like, a, you know, it's probably something you could read, not particularly health-related, but sort of something that would uh, be very interesting. To sort well, it's, of see. it's got a lot of pictures. <laughs> it's pretty easy to read. <laughs> Does it have any emojis, though? Um, not yet. I think that will be for the next uh, edition. That'll be good. <laughs> I see it because there's more than six emojis I've noticed. So um, that, that's mm. true. Yeah, but maybe there's only six categories of emojis: the happy, the sad, the frustrated, the angry, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think they could. Uh, Apple needs to be uh, sorting that out. They're probably making a bit more money. Uh, let me just try and get him back one more time and then we can sign off before we lose him again. Um, but, yeah, interesting, the face, hey? Um, but anyway, so I might just draw a line under the conversation we've had now with Gopal. Sorry, I got cut a little bit short there. Um, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to, we've got a couple of further interviews coming up. However, we have run out of chiropractors in the Cairo London group, so I had to think a little bit further afield as to what it is exactly I was going to do, and so I've decided to go through the archive of chiropractors um, that have worked for us previously, and that's going to start off with uh, Michael Bloom and or Edwina Waddell, and uh, I haven't yet nailed them exactly for a time 
but um, I will be announcing, I guess, at some point. It would be really good to get – they're both in Australia at the moment, so it would be nice to get another international conversation underway. So watch this space. But anyway, thanks for joining us this afternoon, everyone, and I'm just going to sign off. Thank you very much, Gopal, and good afternoon.